Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, meet Jesse Tomey. Jesse and her husband leads one of our churches in Lebanon. This one is not a testimony, even though she definitely shares her life story. In lieu of all that's going on in the Middle East, I thought it could be really great to put a face to the devastation, to remember that we have brothers and sisters all over the nation who are simply trying to live the life that God has called us all to. We call this episode Traumatized and Healthy, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. So my name is Jesse, and I am uh, from the Middle East. And I want you to know that I'm speaking to you not as uh, me, Jesse, but I'm representing my woman and every woman from the Middle East. So whatever I've been sharing with you, it's not only my trauma or my pain, it's the pain and trauma of all of us. I was born in Lebanon and almost half of my age, I'm 52, <laughs> and almost half of my age, I was, you know, I became a disciple like half of my age i'm a disciple but i was born in 71 and in 71 the war started it was very hard i don't know if you know lebanon lebanon is a small dot (laughs) even if you look at your uh, map maybe you will not see it but it's a small dot in the middle east but the the privilege is where jesus walked but I've been born in war and shelter all my life. And not only us in Lebanon, but it's the situation of Syria, Iraq, Yemen, Sudan, everywhere. Like the Middle East, it's the region of war. Before I start, I just want to share with you my life. The day I was born till today, but I pray that you will take a breath and just I want you to relate to the area where me and my sisters, we are coming from because it's so painful. And this is not, not only me, this is everybody. And being, you know, raised in a world like this, we don't only suffer from what's going on around us, we suffer also from a lot of stuff. Being in shelters, we had no protection. So I was abused more than more than six, seven times from different people. You know, I am 52. I lost almost 30 people from the people I love, from my family. Suicides, uh, sudden death, sickness. And I realized that my life was you know, we had a lot of grief and uh, all this 
And being so ambitious, honestly, before I became a disciple, I wanted to experience life. And I went through total sin. I destroyed myself like, with the being abused. I went to sexual stuff with people. I was really living in sin, in hell, addiction, everything. But in 99, really, really, God, you know, was so faithful. And he touched my life and I became a disciple. And it was the best day of my life. And after that, I got married to my beautiful husband, Mufid. I got Andrew in 2002. And in 2003, we had a big division in our church. And in my mind, I felt like, you know, all the trauma, all the problems are outside of the church. But when I'm in the church, everything is going to be amazing. But obviously, it wasn't like that. Even in 2013, when we hardly like just realized that we're okay, we had a big conference in Lebanon. And our previous leaders, they had a big accident and we lost our leader, Maher, and his wife and another leader who leads the church in, in Jordan, Sami and Fadia also were hurt. So it was really painful, like suddenly, not only everything was shaken in the country, but even in the church, everything was shaking. And after this, you know, many, many challenges. So if I'm gonna talk about the global trauma, we all had, like we had Corona, revolution, lost all our money. And allow me, I wanted really badly to, to read for you, like four years ago, a beautiful sister from San Diego, a missionary, she had a great heart. She decided to leave San Diego leave the full-time ministry and come and serve in Lebanon and the Middle East. And she wrote this, and I really wanted to share what she's been, you know, writing. So you will hear from a missionary, from an American, from an outside from the Middle East, what she said. One of the statements of Jesus found in Luke 6, 9, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Going to Lebanon allowed me to understand the scripture in such a profound way. It is interesting the way God showed me the scripture because what I saw in Lebanon would parallel with what God started doing in my life. I wanted to see God do the impossible, but there was a bit of fear and uncertainty in my decision, especially that in God's timing, I moved there and the next day they shut down the country and also no job and no money. I prayed a lot to stay focused on Jesus and to continue to trust that he had a plan. I remember, I remember when I spoke to Mufi during this time, I felt frustrated because I had gone toward the field, but I found myself doing nothing. And I will never forget what he told me. Claudia, Claudia, it's not about you doing something. It's about your very presence 
that these people needed. They cannot understand why an American woman like you would want to willingly live among them in the Middle East and in the middle of this political and healthy crisis and health crisis. For them, this is God seeing them. And about two weeks later, the economy crashed in Lebanon. And in Lebanon began, and literally in the, in the blink of an eye, people lost their saving. They lost houses. They lost everything in that same blink of an eye. You see, people that had worked decades and dedicated themselves in building their career all of a sudden had nothing, nothing. They tried so hard to, the, to, to save their lives, to control their lives, and it was in vain. You can only imagine it. But I saw it in my eyes. Some people lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Grown men crying, devastated and frustrated, desperate to feed their families. On the news, we heard of people who committed suicide. And then the big explosion happened. And this is where I was, you know, felt like as if I am in a movie. I saw so much destruction and panic around that. And it was hard for my brain to process that it was real. This is something Claudia wrote. And I really appreciate that she was with us during those hard times. So we had our <clears throat> global trauma. I had my personal trauma, my physical pain, my emotional pain. And on top of everything, the earthquake. And honestly, when the earthquake hit, I was depressed. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I went, I cried, I sat home, and I said, God, enough. I can't take it anymore. It's too much to handle. And then I was reading Ephesians 6. Be strong in the Lord. Really? <laughs> You want me to be strong? Yes, I know that we are in a spiritual battle and I know that we, we are battling this, you know, evil spirit. But why us? Why me? And how can I be strong in this, you know, hard times? And honestly, I was trying to understand, you know, and then what's wrong with you, Jesse? You lost your faith? And I start like, what is your faith now? I thought you trust God. You know, why you are anxious? Don't you believe in God? You are a leader. Don't you know that God loves you? We thought you are strong. And honestly, all these, you know, things I've been hearing. But you know what? I was the one who was talking to myself this way. I thought, like, I have no right to be depressed. I have no right to, to grieve. I have no right, like, why, what's going on with me? You know, and I honestly, when, when people call to just check on me, I was so bitter. And especially when they told me, all things will work out for those who love God. And in my mind, I was so angry, like, all things? You don't understand what all things. And then I was honestly scared. Like I, I, I was asking God, God, I don't want to lose my faith. I want to stay strong. I don't want to lose my faith. 
And I was reading, you know, the only, not only for me and for the whole woman in the Middle East, honestly, our encouragement is the word of God. Because this is where we can just hold on to his promises because we have no future. We cannot promise people anything unless to hold on to the promises of God. And I was reading when Jesus was really praying in Luke 22, and he said, pray, he talked to his disciples, he said, pray that you will not fail, in, you will not fall into temptation. And then he went and he was praying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And honestly, when I was reading that, I started crying. I said, Jesus, Jesus, you are traumatized. Jesus, you've been through everything. Like he knew that what is waiting ahead of him. He knew that the cross, he knew everything. He was traumatized and he needed like, he needed someone to pray with him and being in anguish means like he was he was you know distressed he was like all of the you know like he was so in pain and when i look at jesus and i felt like jesus needed someone and when i look at that when god look at jesus and jesus he didn't find anyone to comfort him and what really shocked me that he sent an angel he sent an angel to really strengthen him. And that's when I really realized that's what I needed. I needed compassion. God, our God is the compassionate God. And that's what I needed it back then. When all this happened, all this trauma, it triggers all my insecurity. And I went back to this little girl who was abused and all what I wanted back then. I wanted someone to hold me and to say, it's okay, it's okay. Everything, it's gonna be okay. That's all what I needed. And honestly, that's what Jesus gave me, compassion. This is my dog. <laughs> After the earthquake, he was traumatized. And this is what he did in our house. And sometimes we feel sorry for a dog because he was traumatized. And we don't sometimes feel sorry for our sisters when they are traumatized. I needed compassion. And honestly, what I needed also is to fight in prayers. I realized that, God, I need you. I need to learn how to rest. I need you, God. And I remember I, I stayed like hours just sitting. I can't say anything. And then what we did is, you know, we decided me and my warrior sisters to have everyday prayer because we are all traumatized. It's a, it's a global thing. It's not only for me. So we had a, a call every morning at six in the morning where we sit together and we start praying and begging God so we can still have faith. 
And then you, you start after like hour, a day, a week, a month. We did this every day, fighting in prayers because we said we have no other stuff. We can't do anything other than praying. And we said we need to intercede for people because people are suffering. We need to intercede. So we start praying for our country, praying for the people. We start fasting. And you know what? I learned in hard times. <clears throat> We need to fight with warriors. We need sisters who are warriors, who can fight the fight with us. And honestly, we learned in this hard times something I really like. We learned how to detach. We learned how to sit still and give everything and everyone to Jesus. This is something we learned because we can't we can't take it anymore on our shoulders. Our soul is so broken. Can't handle more pain. So what we what we learned is during those tough times is, you know what, God, we give everything and everyone to you. And what I needed to pass the test. I was really like fighting like i've been a disciple since 26 27 years oh god i will i want to make it i will not i don't want to lose my salvation i need to pass the test and honestly this like i i don't know it was given to me from god this we say it faith and i start really exercising my faith is like f and I learned to fix my eyes on Jesus. And Jesus was telling me, Jesse, fix your eyes on me. You cannot make it alone. Don't look back. Don't look. Just look at me. Fix your eyes on me. Jesse, abide in me. Because without me, you can't do anything. And imitate me. Look at me. How I carry my cross how i finish the race imitate me trust me and honestly this tea was the hardest tea of my life trust me lord i want to trust you help me to trust you and hold my hands you know touching is so powerful and it's proven scientifically proven that when you touch someone you ease their pain the anxiety everything touching has i will not talk about touching but touching has an amazing impact and honestly picturing myself that jesus is holding my hand and he's playing with my hand really really helps me during those times and i was like I need to pass the test. I need to pass the test. Why? Because Jesus is holding my hand. Why? Because he will provide a way out. Honestly, with all the pain, I'm talking about the pain and the trauma, but I need another hour to share with you the victories. Honestly, all this pain in every moment, in every situation, the hand of God was with us. And he opened a way so we can handle. 
and he blesses us in spiritual blessings. Even the church tripled in these last four years. Like we see people are growing spiritually. They love God. They serve. They want to be like him. And even Jesse, you know, why we need to pass the test that sometimes you feel that Satan is in control. Like we see evil wherever we like move our eyes. Evil is everywhere. But I learned that even if we see that evil is, evil is in control, God will change all circumstances for the good of those who love him. That's why, sisters, I learned, like, and I, I was my sister. I was like, we need to pass the test. We need to pass the test. What I needed is to think of heaven. You can't live this kind of life and keep your faith. <laughs> we have to think of heaven. God will never let us down. Just God will never let you down. And you know what? The Bible said, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back for you, Jesse. And for you, Jesus is coming back for you and me. And that's the, the, the promises that we hold on to. And then we learn that Jesus is telling us, be faithful, Jesse, be faithful into death. And I will give you the crown of life. Honestly, this crown is what keeping us holding on. That yes, we will have pain. And yes, maybe we will die. Honestly, the first century church, all the apostles, they were suffering. They were dying. Even they were like put into jail, like everything happened to them. But they stayed faithful till the end because they were looking for this crown the crown that jesus will give it to us when we pass the test what shall we do now what shall you do now jesse i ask myself you know what god i want to be compassionate and i want to comfort your people like you comfort me God, I promise you, I will pray and intercede for people. The more I see you coming, the more I will pray and intercede for people. And when I was down and I feel like I want to give up, pass the test. Pass the test, Jesse. And honestly, I took a decision that I'm not going to only pass the test. I need to prepare people for heaven. I need to see millions and millions of people in heaven wearing this crown. I wanted to read this, and I love this uh, quote, occasionally weep deeply over the life you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, then wash your face. Trust God and embrace the life. And I want to end we're hearing this song. This is one of my favorite songs. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity may one day be restored. And they'll know 
that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.